Welcome to the River Life Podcast. As you listen, we pray that you will encounter Jesus and allow His words to wash you anew. May He reveal more of who He is to your heart. Here's the message for this week. Today, uh, we have Sandy, uh, who is the National Director of Christian Broadcasting Network, Myanmar. He's here to share with us our Word of God today. He has two young teenagers, a uh, husband of one wife, all right? So let's put our hands together. Let's welcome uh, Sandy as he shares with us the Word this morning. Good morning, church. It's an honor to me to stand in front of you this morning, and thank you for the invitation, thank you for the opportunity to all of the leadership of uh, Liver Life Church. Thank you so much. I'm so blessed to, to uh, be able to speak in front of you. But I'm Indonesian, moved to Myanmar eight years ago. So please be patient with me. If I make, make any mistake, release your forgiveness to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, today I, I will not give report, but... I want to share from my heart, from God's mission heart, uh, what I'm going to share, a lot of photo and uh, the situation and also our ministry in Myanmar. Uh, and I will close it, of course, with the word of God, but it's not, it's not a report. Don't take it as a report. I, I really want to share God's heart because he's a mission of God. He, 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 Jesus was on earth to, to share his love to invite everyone to be part of his kingdom. And we all as Christians need to get that heart because that's what God, our fathers wants. That's, that's, what's in his, that, that's what's burning in his heart. And I, I received the calling uh, eight years ago. Uh, can I have my slide? Uh, next one. While we, we, we were praying to go to Myanmar, God spoke to my, my son. This is my son eight years ago. Now it's a lot of, yeah, it's taller and, and bigger. It's not like that anymore. <laughs> it's, he, he got two dreams before we decided to, to come to Myanmar. The, the, the first dream is about we as a family, it's like a response team. So we have to pack uh, in a rush, and then we, ha we have to go somewhere. There's a sense of urgency, he said. Dad, mom, dad, we have to go now. That's in his dream. And the second one is we, we, all, uh, we all take a helicopter. That's, that's his dream, a helicopter. <laughs> okay. And then we land in an island. It was dark from the top. And when we land, it suddenly become bright. And then he, he shared those dreams to me and my wife while we were praying to go to, to Myanmar. Wow, this is serious. I don't know Myanmar and I, I never imagined to become a missionary in Myanmar. But it seems that God led us to to, to go there. Then, of course, I bargain to God. Okay, you spoke to my son, but how about to me? I, I want, because it's a big decision, right? To move the whole families. It's a big decision. How about 
be helpful to me. At that time, I was a CMO, Chief Marketing Officer for a startup company. Uh, uh, we call it, uh, uh, we are in the ticketing system industry. We bought the license of Sistik, Singapore indoor, indoor ticketing system, and then we implement for Indonesia market. And I work with my friends. We, this is very uh, nice environment. But that calling keeps coming into my, my mind and my, my wife. And then one day, the owner of this company is a quite uh, a well-known businessman in Indonesia, called me to, to his house. Hey, Sandy, please come to, to my home. It's in the, in the Menteng area, if you're familiar with, with that area, it's, it's a, a high-level businessman who's, who lived there. And then he, he invited me to, uh, came to his uh, private room. Sandy, start today, I want to offer you a CEO position of this company. This company is going well, and I want you to handle it. I want someone that's capable to handle it. And I knew at that time, I have to go to Myanmar. I know when I get that offer, I know that's the temptation or, or for me is the confirmation from God that I have to choose Myanmar, not the CEO. Uh, can I get my, my slide? There's, there's a, a lady pray for me, which is my mother. Uh, she adopted me, my parents divorced, so she adopted me as his son. And then uh, she, has, she had the same ex experience. She was a banker. Uh, and then there's a big bank in Indonesia over her CEO position. And at that, at that time, she rejected that CEO position because she chose to become, uh, to, to serve the Lord in a ministry. So I followed the same path of her. When, when I got that over, I know this is from the Lord. I have to choose Myanmar, not the CEO one. Because my, my mother also go through the same the same situation and she chose the right one. And I'm glad that I chose uh, to become a missionary in Myanmar. That's my, my mother who prayed for my wife. And uh, those are my family. Uh, that's when they just arrived uh, in Myanmar. What I'm worried is actually, it's not me and my wife, we, we used to live in any condition. But my children, right, as a parent, How's his, their, their friendship, how's, how's, how's their, their education? Because it's Myanmar compared to Jakarta is big different. And that's, that's what we worry about. Praise God, until now they are all happy in Myanmar. They have a good friend, they have a good uh, fellowship. They have uh, a good heart also for Myanmar people. They always love to eat Myanmar food. Praise God for that. And I'm, I'm really blessed by God because we are all well in a new uh, place, in a new country, even though if you compare it uh, with worldly comparison, it's of course you know, but praise God, when we are in his calling, everything is joyful, everything happiness, everything, you have peace every day, and you know you are in the right track. That's, for me, that's the, right, the most important thing. You are in the right track. 
you are not go left and right, but you are in the in the God's purpose. That's because that's what we are created for. And I'm I'm a field person. I love to visit villages, uh, in even in the very remote and difficult uh, uh, area. I love to go there because there's a saying, "Monkey see, monkey do." So the monkey have to see, then the monkey know what to do, <laughs> something like that. that. That's why I always, uh, I, know, I don't like sitting behind the table. Uh, you can show my slide. Uh, yeah, I go everywhere. Then that's how I make connection. That's how I learn about the culture of Myanmar. That's, what, that's how I learn how to uh, uh, be part of their struggle and also uh, know the context. Praise God, and until now I have a good friend, Sia Judas Zarni. Many church leaders are very well connected with us, and uh, we can run our program uh, very well. But sometimes also I bring my kids to the mission field, because I want the heart of mission also. <laughs> so cute, right? They, they are no longer cute. They are so big now. My son is my ear. Yeah, the, the height is my ear. And then my daughter is my shoulder. They are, they are so big now. So they are, they are still cute, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 sometimes I bring them to go to the mission field because I want, I want them also to capture uh, the heart of the mission. Because the uh, Bible says, like arrows in the hand of a, a warrior, so are the children of one youth, right? They are like an arrow. The direction of that arrow is, the, is depend on someone who holds the bow, right? Where the arrow goes is really depend on someone who holds the bow. It's not depend on the arrow, but it's someone who holds the, the bow. That's why train your children, train your children and, 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 and help your children to find their purpose in life. And I believe the purpose, God's purpose is always missional. Because our God is a missional God. And he, he wants us to share his love. He wants us to, to share who he is to others. And uh, as a missionary, I want my children also get that heart, that uh, purpose in their life. And they always enjoy go to the village because they, they, they know they're going to eat Myanmar food. Somehow they like Myanmar food. I don't know why. I thought they will not like it. You know, like Burger King, McDonald's, right? But... No, no, they, they, they choose uh, Myanmar food uh, when they visited uh, uh, villages in, in Myanmar. Praise God for that. The next slide is about the River Life. Partnership with River Life is beyond funding. Really, it's, it's beyond funding. It's, it's friendship, it's close fellowship, it's, it's a shoulder to cry on. A friend in need, they pray for me. They ask me, hey, what else do you need? Not only for ministry, but for your family. Pastor Joachim always say, how's your family? How's your family? How are you? So you guys go to the personal level. So for me, it's not we are not handling a project or a program, but really we are doing God's mission together. That's, that's why I, I really uh, blessed by God and honor and appreciate your, your, your partnership uh, with us in, in Myanmar. 
it's, it's beyond funding. And that's, that's the partner that I, I'm looking for. I'm, I'm a stranger, I have friend here, Judah, but still stranger in Myanmar. Then I feel peace and comfort because I know River Life Mission Team, Mission Board is always support us, again, beyond funding. And I, I really want to say thank you to all of you. That, uh, yes, you can clap for your Mission Board. <laughs> Praise God for that. In Myanmar, uh, CBN has three ministry focus. Uh, the first one is children discipleship. We receive the mandate from God to save the, the next generation, the young generation. It's really, really important. We are in, in many countries, we are losing uh, the attendance of the church, right? Because we ne neglect to take care of the next generation. So we want to, to bring this uh, issue to Myanmar and help the local church to disciple next generation. And we have a great uh, Sunday school material. We, st we start the partnership from there. Before COVID, we have uh, 1,000 plus uh, local church that use uh, and partner together with us in developing Sunday school uh, curriculum. After COVID, now they start to calling us back. Now we reach uh, 700 uh, churches uh, in uh, all over Myanmar. And this year we want to go down to the south because south also there is uh, there's a big need there. There are border with Thailand and there are many so many influence that affect uh, many children. And nowadays children play with with media with phones a lot. So that's why our, our curriculum combined with animation, a great animation uh, to tell the, uh, the, the story of the Bible to the children's life. And we do uh, a lot of uh, children prayer day. And at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the year, usually in the, uh, Christmas time, we do Christmas outreach. So we provide the tool for the, for the children from Sunday school to invite their non-believer friends to come to, to their house. And that's the moment when they share who Jesus is to their non-believer friends. I tell you, I, I, I always bless when I receive the report. Children are the best missionary. Children are really the best missionary. We as adults, we consider many things to share who Jesus is, right? But they just share. They just invite and they just talk and they just talk and talk and invite their friends to, to, to join the Sunday school. That, that's really amazing. And, and I myself always bless with uh, uh, that kind of testimony and encourage me also to be a better missionary as adult. Hey, come on, let's share Jesus more to others. I always love to see the faces. Can I go back once, one slide? When they watch the Super Bowl, uh, after the map, yeah, this one. Look at their attention. That's amazing. And we, we, we receive a lot of testimony that children's life really changed by the word of God. When, when someone pay attention to the word of God, it's not about super book, it's not about animation, but it's, it's the word of God. When someone really put attention to the word of God, 
that person will be changed. That's why every, every day in my office, we always have a morning chapel, right? Every staff bring phone to, the, to that chapel, and they, they focus on their phone, not the, to the word of God. Many times I have to talk to them. <laughs> hey, come on, that Facebook will not change you. But the word of God changed our life, and it's, it's proven. When you really put attention, then you capture God's heart. Your life will be changed. And again, someday or at the, at the divine time, they will give you the missional heart. God will, God will give you his missional heart. And you will be a person that loves to share his love and who is to everyone around you. We also have media. And I would like to say thank you to uh, River Life who support our Superbook curriculum program and also help us to build a studio. We have a studio. It's not big, but it's a fit for our activity to deliver godly content, uh, gospel content to uh, Myanmar audience. Uh, we have uh, three uh, Facebook uh, and we upload a video every week. And before COVID, we have uh, airtime actually in the national TV station. Uh, we produce uh, a lot of testimony. Our approach is not preaching approach, but our approach is true story, uh, true story with a testimony to share uh, how, how people's life change by, by God, by the word of God, by the love of God. But because of the situation, uh, we uh, pause for a while for the uh, TV show. That's the second focus. The first is children discipleship, the second media, and the third is a humanitarian. And we receive also a lot of help from the uh, river life. And uh, you know, Myanmar, Myanmar is underdeveloped country, right? When when I when we first arrived, we experienced three days with no water. Three days with no water. I, I regret to bring my family at the time. I, I, I thought, oh, I make a mistake. Why I bring my family here? You know, three days, no water. If, if no electricity, is every day. <laughs> no electricity is every day. No electricity, okay. No, no electricity, if we feel hot, then we go outside. If, if, we, if we want some light, we, we, turn, we just get the candle and turn it up. But if no water, hiyo. That's really a challenge for me. And it's three days. That's something. But yeah, that's, that's Myanmar. Uh, until now, we are still struggling to go to another level. Uh, until now, also, the electricity is still a problem. The clean water, can I get my slide? The clean water also uh, struggle, as uh, explained by uh, Pastor uh, Jokib. And again, water room helped us a lot to distribute the uh, water filter. And we do, because of the COVID and, and current political situation, there are many families lost uh, the job and they have no food for tomorrow. That's why we do a lot of food distribution also. And we, every time we go to, to a place to distribute the food, we always receive a testimony. Praise God. I know God brought you here because I have no food to, for tomorrow. There are many 
always every every area that we visited always we we always hear that that comment or testimony and i know it's it's, it's not just giving rise but you you obey to god and you you become uh, an effective instrument used by god to deliver blessing to others it's not about rice it's not about oil but somehow if you surrender your life to god's mission god will use you and you you will be at the right time and meet the right person to receive god's love that's that's the beauty of following god hey we don't know what will happen tomorrow right we 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 don't know how to handle situation we are not smart enough to solve the the problem but if we surrender to God, somehow God use us, the, the not smart person, and God use us to really be right on time and meet the right person to receive God's love. That's amazing. That's how God works. And that's how God used my life. And that's why I, I keep, keep standing strong until right now to serve the Lord because I see that beauty when we can share to others and others glorifying God, not glorifying us. That's, that's the satisfaction. That's, that's the ultimate joy in my life. My, my team, they are so brave. They go to difficult area. They go to, to, to the, uh, yeah, later I will explain, <laughs> to, to difficult area to distribute uh, uh, food to many uh, families who are live in a new place because the car, their, their situation was uh, something that happened in, in their situation and have, they have to move to a new place and then uh, our team uh, go there, went there and then distribute food for them. And in that area, the, the youth and the men are gone. They are gone, they are gone somewhere. But only, only uh, ladies and the children um, uh, live there. Not only, but most of them, uh, uh, ladies and, and uh, women and, and children who live there. Because two years ago, uh, there was an event that really bring Myanmar, it bring setback for Myanmar. Uh, actually, before that, even actually Myanmar start to grow but because of that now we are we are having another setback uh, many many public service collapse uh, education is not really working now and the infrastructure also is not uh, growing uh, many uh, companies uh, big companies left the country uh, then there are many people that lost their job I remember uh, the first February 2021 when I wake up in the morning, my phone is not working. My phone is not working. Hey, what happened? And then I cannot make a phone call. I cannot browse. I cannot connect with the internet. It's, it's, it's off. Hey, what happened? And then it's, it's silent. Outside also silent and and. And it happened up to 3 p.m. when we got the signal back, then we know the coup happened. So that, that event really 
changed the direction of Myanmar until now. Because, because of that, we have many, many multi-crisis multi uh, in the economic sector, of course, in the daily life. In, yeah, there, are, there are so many uh, 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 crises happen in Myanmar. I can explain uh, 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 more detail later with Pastor Juta, Juta for, uh, in the meeting after the service. But my, my analysis, my, my comment, for Myanmar situation is this year we still need to pray even harder for Myanmar. It's, this year is going to have an election in Myanmar, but the, the early January there's a statement from the acting president for from the civilian government. Can you show the slide? Uh, the acting president said 2023 will mark turning point for Myanmar revolution. So, yeah, uh, it seems that we still need to pray. Uh, I still need to stay in Myanmar to be part of their journey. And uh, yeah, even we have to pray harder uh, this year. But the next slide is really bless me. There are some of Christian community, they, they, they stand strong in the midst of difficulty. These people have to move from their place and then they have to open new, new area to live and they have to cross jungle. In the jungle on Sunday, they worship God. Even they, they, they did the communion. That's amazing for me. Oh my God. I, if if I, I, I use their shoe, maybe I cannot... Worship God. I, I'm, I'm, I start to blaming to God. I start to, to blame God. Why all of this happened to Myanmar? But look at them. They worship God. And look at the pastor well prepared. They have to go in rush from their home, go out because yeah, something happened in their place. But the pastor bring all the, the robe and all the communion things. It means they plan already we will still worshiping God. Whatever the situation that we have, we have to worship God. And that's actually encouraged me to go back to Myanmar. I, I, I took a break for three months in 2021 because the situation was very bad. My daughter was shaking because of the situation. She got trauma at that time. So uh, my wife and my daughter went back uh, earlier, uh, but I, I also took a break for three months. But when I saw this picture, my goodness, I have to go back. I want to be with them. I, I want to, to, to share their hope also. I want to encourage their hope also. It means they have faith. It means they have hope to God. They still worship God. They still believe God. And God is able to, to, to change their situation. I want to be with them. I want to encourage them. I want to hold their hand. Hey, let's walk together. Let's, let's continue to put our hope in God. I know we are all in difficult situation now, but we still have God. And God can change everything in, in only one day. The second thing that also brought me back is when I spent my time in prayer toward Indonesia. God spoke John 15 verse 9. The Father loved Jesus 
And that love has been given to us. I never realized how big, how deep God's love to me until God spoke to me at that time. Imagine the father loved Jesus, the father loved the son. That's, that's the purest love that you can get. That's, that's the best love ever you can get. That's, that's the, and that love, we, we receive that love from God. It's really touched my heart at that time, and I spent a lot of uh, time in prayer tower. And then I said, I have to share this to Myanmar. I have to share how much God loved them. And God will never, never leave them alone. And God will always be with them. I, 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 I call my, my staff, hey, bring me back. At the time, it's not easy. You have to take really flight uh, to arrange the visa. It's, it's, it's really complicated. But I push every, use all the network that we have to bring me back because I have to share this to them. God loved them. God loved Myanmar. I have to go back. And it's not human love. It's heavenly love. It's, it's the love that happened between Father and Jesus. That's, that's amazing. And we receive that kind of love. And Myanmar received that kind of love. That's the thing that I want. That makes me want to go back to Myanmar soon. Hey, Myanmar people, Pastor Judah, your son, you are loved by God. And God loved Myanmar. That's why I want to be with them. I want to stand together with them in this difficult situation. I have a video, a great testimony from our uh, Superbook program. Uh, please give me rest to, to talk and let's watch this video. <laughs> when no one was looking, Fel sometimes stole things from her classmates. She believed her actions were okay because of the way they treated her. I stole from them because they are bullies. They pulled my hair and beat me up. If I told the teacher, they beat me even more. Sometimes I had to control myself to keep from yelling at her. I was disappointed when she refused to obey and even helped me buy groceries. Tell's mother knew her daughter was struggling with something, but she wasn't sure what. My daughter told me about the bullies. I told her to ignore them. Her dad has been sick, so he can't help her either. Then, one day at church, Tell watched a Superbook episode about the Ten Commandments. I learned that stealing is wrong. I heard that we should obey our parents. I remembered one time when I made my mom cry. So I said, I will not make her cry anymore, and I will not make Jesus sad. 
After watching the Superbook episode, Tell told her Sunday school teacher that she has been stealing. I asked Jesus to forgive me and promise not to steal anymore. I also prayed he would help me to make friends at school. I wanted the bullies to stop hurting me. Back home, Tell asked her mom to forgive her too. She promised she would listen to me and work hard and change her behavior. It has been amazing. Now she helps me the first time I ask. I am so happy for the change in her. Because of Superbook, my daughter has changed a lot. Tell has also shared the gospel with her classmates, including the ones who'd been bullying her. them to know that Jesus can save them. Some of them listen and now go to Sunday school with me. They all have become my friends. That's amazing story how a girl transformed by the word of God. She, she released forgiveness even she extended the grace of God to the person who bullied her. That's amazing, right? And we can find the similar story also in the Bible from the letter of Paul to Philemon. Because there, there's several actors there, Paul himself and Onesimus and also Philemon. Onesimus is not a good slave. He's lazy resentful he bible record also he stole from his master philemon and because of that he knows he deserved to die at that time if there's, there's a slave do that kind of things that slave can be hanged on the cross that's why he ran away and of course, if you want to run away, the bigger the city, the better, right? If you run away to a village, then everyone will know you and then they will catch you. The bigger, the better, then Onesimus went to Rome. And I believe it's by God's divine appointment, he met Paul in prison. Again, he, he actually deserved to die because of his mistake to Philemon. But he met Paul in Rome and Paul started to disciple him and he became the student of, of uh, the disciple of Paul and then he came to know Jesus and start to grow in faith but what what interesting is Paul wrote a letter to Philemon to receive back Onesimus right by the way, Philemon is only one chapter and it's a very uh, short letter. It's only three minutes, five minutes, you can understand the whole story. But 
that's, that's the story. When Paul asked Philemon to receive back Onesimus, Onesimus hasn't, hasn't been of much use to you in the past, but now he is very useful to both of us. I am sending him back to you. With him comes my own heart. Philemon chapter 1, verse 11 to 12. Please receive him again. But it's not stopped there. So Paul is not just asking Philemon to receive back Onesimus as, as, as his slave to work again at his home. But it goes more than that. In the, in the verse 16, it says he's not, he is no longer like a slave to you. He is more than a slave, for he is a beloved brother, especially to me. Now he will mean much more to you, both as a man and as a, as a brother in the Lord. So Paul asked Philemon not to accept Onesimus as a, as a slave, but receive him as a brother. Imagine there is someone work for you, and then that person did a bad thing to you, and then ran away, and then someone asks you to, hey, please accept him again to your company. No, 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 not to your company, but bring, bring this person to your home, become your relative. Imagine it. It's not easy. Number one, it's not easy for Onesimus because Onesimus will think Philemon is going to kill me or no? Because he decided to die. He's a slave at that time. Am I going to be killed or no? But from Philemon's side also, come on, Paul. Why I have to receive him again? But in the, in the, in the letter, Paul became a guarantor. I will pay whatever he took from you. I, pay, I will pay you back. Whatever mistake he did, I will pay you back. So the message here is, we were a slave of sin, run away from God, but because of the grace of God, we were accepted by him. But no longer as a slave but as a part of his family. Right? Onesimus, Paul asked Philemon to, to accept Onesimus to be part of your family. That's the picture of salvation. We are not just accepted back by God as a slave, but we are accepted as his children. We, now we are accepted back to his family. That's the picture of salvation. That's God's missional heart. He, Paul wants Philemon to go deeper, not just give him back the work, give him back the job. No. But he asks he, he uh, Philemon to accept Onesimus to be part of his family. Again, that's God's mission of heart. We are accepted. We are a slave of sin. We were a slave, slave of sin. 
we ran away from God, but we accepted to be part of his family as a children, as a child of God, right? And there's a second story in the Bible. It's from 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 2 and 3. There's a character here named Mephibosheth. So it's the story of uh, King David. King David now a king. Of course, before King David is King Saul, right? And then uh, King David uh, uh, have a, this conversation in uh, Second, Second Samuel chapter 9. He summoned a man named Ziba who had been once of Saul's servant. Are you Ziba? The king asked. Yes, sir, I am, Ziba replied. The king then asked him, is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness to them, Ziba replied. Yes, one of Jonathan's son is still alive. He is crippled in both feet. The custom and at that day, if, if, you, if a family become a king, then you have to eliminate all the, the families in the previous king to prevent the revolt. If you don't eliminate the previous dynasty, there's a possibility they will attack you back. That's why you have to eliminate them. So actually, maybe boss said deserve to die because now is King David become a king. But the conversation continues in the first four and six. King David asked, where is he? He is in Lodibar. It's very interesting. He, he lives in Lodibar. Lo is no. Dibar is pasture. So meaning he lives in the, in the barren land. He's in, in dry land. He, he's hiding somewhere. And then make the story short, King David asked Ziba to call Mephibosheth to, to, to his kingdom. Call him. He lives in Lodibar, he's living far away, he's hiding somewhere, he's crippled, but King David wants to call him. And then when Mephibosheth met David, this is what David said, don't be afraid, David said, I intend to show kindness to you because of my promise to your father Jonathan, I will give you all the property that once belonged to your, to your grandfather Saul, and you will eat here with me at king's table. Again, my people said deserves to die. But King David extend his grace to restore his property. And not only that, King David invited him to eat at the same table with him. That's God's mission of heart. Someone crippled, both feet, deserved to die, but called by king to enjoy the meals at the same table with the king. That's God's mission. We are far away, we were far away from God. Crippled, deserved to die, but God sent the invitation to us. 
come. Come to my kingdom and eat together with me. Come to my kingdom and have meals together with me. That's our king. That's, that's the invitation that we receive. And you, you can imagine at that time, King David and, and all of the uh, royal family sitting together in, the, in, in, in that dining table, and there is one guy, maybe both a cripple, start to walk and, and sit at the same table. Everyone will look at him. Why, why this undeserved man is together with us at the same table? And King David said, I extend my grace to him. And King David defend him. That's because of me. I extend my grace to him, and now he can sit together with us. That's how God loves us. That's, that's, that's the heart of God. And I imagine that dining table is very big. And all of us enjoying the fellowship, enjoying the meals together with him. But I also imagine there are still many empty chairs in that table. And God wants us to send the invitation to others to come to his kingdom, to eat together with our king, to be part of the family, no longer slave. You live far away, call them. You cripple, help them to come to this kingdom and have meals together with the king. Let us pray. Father God, thank you, Lord, for your heart. Thank you, Lord, for your love, Lord. Lord, you are amazing. We were crippled. We were slaves of sin. We ran away from you. We, we even hide from you. But you extend your grace to us, Lord. To be part of your families, Lord. I, we can call you Father, we can call you Papa, Lord. Thank you for that. And Lord, you invite us to sit together, to enjoy the fellowship, to enjoy the meals together with you, Lord. And you will defend us. I'm the one who invites this person to join together with us. Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your salvation, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your missional heart, Lord. And Lord, this morning, Lord, as we hear the mission, as we hear your heart, Lord. The story of Onesimus, the story of my people said, Lord, Lord, use us. You, uh, use us to carry that invitation and, and give it to others. Lord. Use us, Lord, in our profession. Use us in our situation. Use us in our families, Lord, to, to deliver your invitation card to others, Lord, because there are many empty chairs on your table, Lord. You have a big kingdom and you have a big dining table and you have many chairs, Lord. And you want that chairs to be filled up. Lord, this morning we surrender ourselves. We, we surrender our lives to you, Lord. To be a messenger of your invitation, Lord. To be a messenger of your grace to others, Lord. We also want to see many people sit at the same table and enjoy the fellowship with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your divine moment to every one of us in this room. Lord. 
to say yes to your mission. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. respond to the word of God this morning. Can we stand to our feet? Yes, to leave in everything behind. Yes, to forsaking everyone and round. Yes, to living out the sum of your desires. I say yes. You have our yes, God. Yes, to leaving everything behind. Yes, to forsaking everyone in right. Yes, to living out the sum of your desires. I say yes. Yes, to living everything. Yes, to leaving everything behind. Yes, to forsaking everyone in right. Yes, to living out the sum of your desires. I say Josh and his team to lead us in a part once again. It is my joy to share in your glory. It is my joy to share in your suffering. And I'm just going to ask you to make that your prayer to God right now. Can you do that? Just make your prayer to God to say that God is, it is my joy. After a message like this, after hearing a man's testimony, a man's story about how 
he, he, he came and, 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 and he's actually saying, Sunday is saying that it is my joy to share in your glory. It is my joy to share in your suffering. Church, can we just join our hearts together with the Lord and say, God, it is my joy today. It is my joy, God. It is my joy. That's right. To share in Come on, your church. Glory. Let's place our lives it at the feet of Jesus once again. At the foot of the cross. Just you and God right now. No longer I will ever Christ in me. I say Father, deepen this cry. Father, deepen this prayer today. It is my joy. Oh God. It is my joy to share in your glory. Right. It is my joy to share in your suffering. No longer I will live, Christ in me. I say yes. I say yes. I say yes. I So, Father, today, Lord, we want to thank you that you're here with us. Lord, we thank you for reminding us what it means to not only live, to not only believe in you, but to live out a Christian life, to live out a missional life. Today, God, I thank you, Lord, for setting for us an example. Lord, you set yourself, Jesus, you set yourself as an example by coming here to earth. You were a missionary. And today, God, I thank you for bringing to us a missionary to show us to set an example of what it means to share not only in your glory but to share in your suffering and today God I pray let it be birthed within our hearts and our spirit that Lord as we flow with the river of God as we allow you to take us places today God I pray that we will be a people that will be called by your name we will be a people that will be ready to serve you, to love you, to give of our lives to you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, I pray, hear our cries, hear our prayers today. And Lord, even as we come to the communion table today, Lord, I ask that help us, oh God, to remember those who are in need right now. Help us to remember the broken, the poor out there. Help us to, to, to remember those who are suffering the people in Myanmar who is crying out, who are in the jungles, in the villages, who have no access to water right now. You know, church, I just sense that we will do communion a little differently. Um, and I'm going to ask you to prepare your communion cups and, and a biscuit as well. I'm just going to show you um, the, the photo that Sandy showed us just now, where the believers in Myanmar, they were partaking of the Holy Communion, where they were worshipping God. And today, as I was preparing for today's communion, I just sensed that, you know, the communion reminds us, first of all, of the death and the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And Paul exhorts us to remember of what Christ has done for us. But at the same time, the communion reminds us that we are one family. Amen. Come on, that we are one family. And it's not just a real life family. It is not just a Singapore family. But we have brothers and sisters out there. 
And today, I'm just going to ask us to, um, the, you know, can, can you just show the slide on, you know, the photo of the believers in the jungle that are worshipping, that are breaking bread together. And today, we have our Myanmar partners here, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I just sense that today, can we partake of the communion together with them? The suffering that they go through. These are our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that are going through the suffering. And we can share in the suffering together. We can share in the joy in the good times. So let's take a couple of moments right now. Can we do that? Just between you and God as we remember of the death and the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. But together as a body, as a family of God, we remember the poor out there. We remember those who have no food right now, who are hiding from the military, who are hiding from danger, and when God places it upon your heart, will you whisper a prayer to God for the people of Myanmar or the people of India or any people groups that God has placed on your hearts? So Father, today, I pray that as bread is broken, Lord, will you also break our hearts for the things that break the very heart of God. That our hearts will ache. That our hearts will see beyond the things of this world. We'll see beyond Singapore to what is going on out there in the nations that we together as a church can partake of the events of the move of God that you're doing out there in the nations. So the Apostle Paul said this, and he said, For I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that He was betrayed, took bread, and when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take out the bread together in remembrance of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink of it in remembrance of me. Let's take off the cup together in remembrance of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. I thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. 
And today as we approach your communion table, God, remember, we remember your death, your sacrifice, and your sacrifice are for the peoples of the nations. And we recognize and we remember that, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You know, just, just, just remain standing just for a while as well. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly do not know how to do this, but I'm just going to share. Um, 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 if, if you do want to, um, to hear a bit more, you know, about the situation in Myanmar, do join us later on um, at 11 or 11.15 at Victory Chapel. There's some refreshments as well and get to know our uh, Myanmar partners. All right, that's the first one. At the same time, you know, just a, a bit of a, a thing as well. Um, you know, and that is, we do have a global hunger fund that we have been raising funds for and thank God, you know, you guys have gave so much. Can I have the slide? Thank God that so far we have raised in September 775,000. Come on, let's give God a praise. Amen. Come on, let's praise Him. Amen. I mean, you guys are amazing and we gave so much to the Global Hunger Fund. This one was just started in September and you guys have gave and gave, you know, and together with the Missions from Home Funds, we've combined them and this is how much we have raised for the nation's task for. Um, um, our, our, our target um, till June this year is 1 million, so that's about another 225,000 more. I'm going to encourage you to give generously to God as well. Uh, what um, this, this year, you know, um, just, just to share, um, I think the, the, the events, the earthquake in Turkey and Syria has really broke our hearts as well. Yes, alright. And you may be asking, what are we doing as a church? These funds will go to the people in Turkey and, um, and Syria also. And in a couple of weeks, if not a couple of days' time, we'll be sending some funds out there. And in fact, um, um, even the cafe at the atrium, you know, the, the staff just approached me and say, how can we raise funds for uh, Turkey and, and um, Syria with the rebuilding process? Because relief is one, but to rebuild the whole community is a different story altogether. And the cafe at the atrium has said, you know, um, you know all profits from the cafe at the atrium will go towards Turkey and Israel and in, to help with their rebuilding process. Amen. Alright. So, you know, church, you know, when you go to the atrium later on, alright, yeah, can give more or not? Alright. Yeah, so you go there, you know, don't just, don't just buy one fish ball, uh, buy a few more, can or don't do something. Alright. Yeah. Yeah, but then, you know, so, so we want to do that from now to the end of June. Yeah, and all these proceeds will go to the victims over there as well. Amen. We are also going to serve um, the, the, um, uh, the people in Myanmar as well. Um, can, can I have the infographics there? Yeah, and you know, just having a short meeting with Pastor Judah on one of the days, um, um, and we realized that there, there are displaced communities like what you saw, people living in a jungle and so on. And we hope to at least serve and support four of these groups in Myanmar. Not only that, but we will continue our rice distribution from now to the end of the year. And we hope to give a thousand to two thousand blankets uh, to the poor, the displaced people. Pastor Jitter was sharing with me that in the Chin state, um, you know, and, and this, this, these are people, their, their homes have been bombed. They are, um, they, they are they're now in, in the jungles and displaced camps. And a number of them have died because of the cold in December. And I'm saying, if we can do something, let us do something. And we want to set aside some money as well to give 
a thousand to two thousand blankets to the people that really need them, especially when September, October, November comes, and we can actually help save some lives. Can we do that? All right, so you can give to this Global Hunger Fund. Um, yeah, but but more than that, you know, I believe that this service today is to about is to share in the suffering of our brothers and sisters that's happening in a different country as well. And I pray that God will open up our hearts, He will open up our eyes to all that's going on in the nations. And we are placed in a special place like Singapore to make a difference out there. Amen. Now, so let's begin to lift up our hands and let's receive the Lord's blessing, shall we? And right now, may the amazing love of our Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the sweet fellowship and power of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Amen and Amen. Go in the blessings of God. We'll see you next Sunday. Alright, God bless you. Thank you for listening to the River Life Podcast. We hope that you've encountered Jesus through the Word. If you'd like to connect with community or find out more about River Life Church, find us on Facebook, Instagram, or head on over to riverlife.org.sg. God bless and have a great week ahead.